Hey, Virginia, this is Shane with I Love Virginia Beer podcast. I Love Virginia Beer is your home for behind-the-scenes interviews and information from Virginia's wonderful world of craft breweries and festivals. Be sure to check out iloveVirginiaBeer.com for great beer gear, including sweatshirts with a koozie and hats with a bottle opener in the bill and much, much more. Today on our show, we have Tanya Kolkani, Taste and Tour Coordinator at O'Connor Brewing Company. And now on to the interview. So, Tanya, tell us a little bit about the way that you guys opened up. I understand that you guys started out in 2009. Mm -hmm. Um, So tell us a little bit about how you guys came to be. Sure. So uh, we're family-owned, and our president and founder, Kevin O'Connor, was bitten by the craft beer bug when he was in college. Uh, He had always enjoyed trying new beers and, you know, finding the more flavorful varieties, which back then, not saying that Kevin is older or anything, but uh, at the time, you know, Sam Adams was the most you know, flavorful type of beer you could really find on the shelves. Uh, so he became enthralled with that and just about the whole idea of seeking out these brews. And then he really quickly realized that a lot of his uh, favorite brands were smaller breweries. And that really got him excited because he kind of saw the spark of what could be. You know, if you're a a huge craft beer fan, if you enjoy brewing and you're really excited about it, then you can kind of make that dream happen yourself. Uh, So in college, you know, he started getting all the ideas together. And in 2009, yep, we opened up our first location here in Norfolk. Cool, and it was not where we currently are right now. No, it was at a much, much smaller location further down on Collie Avenue. Um, it was about one sixteenth of the size that we're in now. So it was uh, definitely very intimate. Uh, we had picnic tables right up against the tanks. Uh, at a certain point, they didn't even have bartenders. The brewers would come from the brewing line and come pour you a tap off of one of the four taps that we had set up at our makeshift bar, and it, uh, it really quickly became a neighborhood favorite. Cool. And at the time, you guys were the only ones, right? Yeah, we were. Uh, we were the first, as far as you know, 21st century craft brewing here in Norfolk. Uh, we've been around for so many years now that we've had a lot of breweries that have opened that are friends of ours, and uh, we're always, you know, really humbled when we can give, you know, extra advice or forthcoming, you know, about how the business works. Because now we're one of, I believe, it's eight breweries just here in Norfolk. Right. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. And and so I, I understand that when excuse me when Kevin was in college he did a thesis about craft brewing and how that so tell us a little bit about how that has influenced his right process. so this is a, probably one of the the favorite stories for me to tell um, so in college uh, his roommates very fondly remember that he was trying to brew beer on one of those camp <laughs> stoves uh, yeah the little little camp stoves and so. Um, he was definitely bitten by the bug at that time. Uh, so he actually wrote two theses his senior year, the overachiever that he was. And one thesis was a business plan for opening a brewing manufacturing facility. And then the other was to open a brew pub. And the reason that those were two separate theses was because back then, uh, state legislation didn't allow tasting rooms to operate within breweries. So he had the dream of these two separate entities. And then, you know, Fast forward a couple of years, he was actually on the board to help change that legislation so that we could have a tasting room inside of our own brewery. It's still so crazy that he changed the law to make it work. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the brewers associations around here definitely put their heads together and uh, made their voices heard, which was really great because if it wasn't for that, then these much smaller breweries would have a, a, a heck of a chance being able to be successful. Right. Yeah. Well, and the whole point of it, too, is that concept of coming in and seeing 
the, where it's the all works, made. It's all yeah, made. you can smell it in the air. Yep. And you get to taste the beer. It's a full, full experience. It's a full experience, absolutely. So outside of having to change the law to, to function in the current business climate, what are the other significant challenges that Kevin faced when he was trying to open up O'Connor Brewing? Well, uh, opening up in 2009, we were in the middle of uh, a huge recession. So banks obviously were not passing out huge loans for small businesses like this. Um, so we were definitely undercapitalized at the beginning. Uh, we had to make some hard decisions about which direction uh, we wanted to take the idea. Um, you know, when you get so excited about starting your own business, reality soon sets in and you realize that you do have to uh, compromise into which of those dreams you want to tackle first. So at the beginning, um, we were really excited because we had draft, but getting into uh, the grocery stores, for instance, was a little bit harder for us as far as distribution. And that's when we decided to take it to the point of starting to actually bottle and can our beer. So getting to that point was, uh, was kind of hard, but I mean, once we got over that challenge, everything just definitely took off from there. And so those dreams that we kind of had to put on hold, uh, we've been able to make come true over the last nine years. That's awesome. Yeah. So O'Connor is definitely the biggest in Norfolk. Mm -hmm. And you guys have beer that is now all over the state. Yes, all over Virginia, Maryland, and the Carolinas now too. You have uh, a very significant uh, standard lineup mm -hmm. that's uh, both canned and bottled in, the, in here and then out in uh, the stores. Yeah. And then you also have a pretty significant um, the uh, rotational and seasonal. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about the different beers that you have, which ones are popular, which ones have kind of blown everybody's expectations sure. and the brewing process and so forth. So uh, we have a core brand, we call that the flagship. Uh, series and the flagship lineup are seven beers ranging everything from a really light golden ale to an Irish red, an Irish dry stout, um, a black IPA which we carry year round, which is awesome. Yeah. That was actually the first beer that I ever tried at O'Connor. It's called the Great Dismal. Super tasty. Uh, yeah, it's delicious. It's uh, named after like a lot of our flagship beers, named after um, local things in the area. So like the Great Dismal Swamp, for instance. And uh, those beers, yeah, we brew them year round. We have them out in distribution year round, and all of them have taken home really awesome significant awards. Um, El Guapo, which is our standout of that brand, is an agave-infused IPA. So that's the number one selling craft beer in Virginia. Uh, we also have our driver stout, which is called the Otis, and the Otis is the third highest ranking dry stout in the world, which was awesome. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, we took home a bronze in the World Beer Cup for that beer. Just this last year? Uh, no, actually, since 2014, so we've been holding on to that. that awesome. mm -hmm. Yeah, we're, we're really proud of it. And so, uh, in addition to that, we also have a slew of these uh, small seasonal series that we release throughout the year. So, we do them uh, uh, once per season like we have a title series which are all um, surf related beers so we have all these uh, endless saison beers which we call them and they're named after different shore breaks that we found uh, around the world so we'll discover this really beautiful shore break and we'll name the beer after it our graphic designer will then design a beautiful label and a branding around that as well so we have things like that and we always kind of find a way to to go back to the base product and to you know the uh, the agriculture and like we're pretty much a bunch of hippies to put it to put it very calmly yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we love just kind of going back into the nature of it all and uh, that's one thing that I really enjoy doing too is just talking about the process and how it all really comes down to these base ingredients that we're sourcing from all over the world very cool yeah so what are the 
What are the new and exciting things that you guys are facing as you're trying to expand and grow as a, as a brewery? Well, um, as I'm sure you know, uh, the, the craft beer industry is going through a huge boom right now. And so with that being said, um, we're kind of just trying to, to stay at the forefront of what our uh, what our customers are expecting. Um, you know, we are the oldest in Norfolk as far as craft brewing, so we do consider ourselves very mature, and uh, we like to maintain that level of responsibility. So as we're going forward with uh, expanding into new markets, we're going to be expanding our market reach by about 30% this year, which is huge. Uh, we're going to be making sure that our home base and our tasting room and all of our locals are going to get the same amount of love that they have received for the first nine years and the next nine years and going forward. Very cool. Yeah, so we have a, a small batch beer, which is um, pretty much this constant rotating of about five taps in our tasting room. Uh, they're hyper-local, and so you can get those outside of the tasting room, which is really awesome. So we're able to experiment, and uh, with that, we'll be able to take that idea and then go into our customer outreach further into uh, all the different states that we'll be reaching. But the small batch beers are a great way for us to experiment and use these really highly coveted ingredients and get direct feedback from our customers because they are only available in the tasting room. Right. So to get a hold of those, you got to come down here. Exactly. Sure here you can get them in a growler. Yep. Uh, and take them to go home, but that's right. Come to the tap room. Yeah, they don't last very long. No, uh, pretty much our small batch beers they'll be on tap for an average of about 20 days. So uh, once they hit the taps, it's it's no telling how fast they're going to go. Um, we've been really successful with a couple of uh, New England style IPAs. We just did a collaboration with Hardywood Brewery. So we have yeah we have a New England IPA on draft uh, that we did with them, and so that one has just been flying off the taps as well. But we're also going to be getting into a few more um, heavier style beers. So we're working with kettle sours and things like that. So yeah, it's going to be a, a lot of fun for people to come try. Very cool. Mm -hmm. What do you think that, is it that makes O'Connor Brewing Company as influential and as unique as it is? Uh, well, I definitely think we have we have our our fingers on the pulse of the community. Um, our board of directors are all local. Uh, Kevin and Penny are local to Norfolk as well. And we do a lot of things with community outreach, uh, fundraisers, and things like that. So we're always making sure that we are present in the community, um, that we're giving back as, as much as people have been uh, fortunate to come. You know, we've been really fortunate for people to come and visit us. And so we're always giving back in that sense. So we have something that we call the OBC Giving Tree, which is a list of these charities that we will donate to every single month. And that's been really exciting to see because some of these charities, we, we pick and choose so that they are the smaller ones. We're giving them the opportunity to um, get funding that they might not be able to even have been applying for beforehand. So that's been a lot of cool. Very cool. A lot cool. of cool stuff, yeah. You guys have a gorgeous, amazing tap room with a really cool uh, setup for all the brewing in yep. the background. What makes your tap room so awesome and inviting and friendly? Um, well, a lot of it just comes down to the building in general. So this is an awesome historic building that was built in the 1950s. Um, when we moved into this location in 2012, we had so much space that we could just kind of figure out what we wanted to use it for. Um, so all of the production side over there has just a, a low 
wall that people can talk to the brewers on the other side of throughout the week. But the tasting room, which is uh, directly beneath us, that actually used to be the uh, original refrigeration room for this building. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it has corkboard that's lining the walls that's original as well. Um, and the cool thing about it is you can pretty much walk in and you can see all of the awesome awards that we've won. Uh, we have a couple of notable publications where you can read uh, directly what Kevin has said about his own company. So you walk in there and you kind of almost feel like you're walking into like a living room. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very homey. You know, all of our merchandise is, uh, is really cool too because it's all very usable. Um, you know, we like to keep things fresh and so all of our bartenders are extremely knowledgeable as well and very inviting and uh, they go the extra mile to make sure that every customer that walks in can find something that they're really going to enjoy. Right. So we take the time with every single customer to kind of show them that, you know, this is our home and this is what we do and we want to get everybody really excited about it. As a tap house, you kind of tend to be a little more family friendly. Yes. You guys have an outdoor patio so you can be mm -hmm. dog friendly as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we, uh, we are really family friendly and the great thing about it is that we have multiple spaces here in the brewery. So we have our main beer hall, uh, which can seat about 300 people. Uh, we have a main stage there so that when we're doing music and festivals, it's a great seating place for everybody. But then we also have areas like a lounge and uh, a game room where, you know, families can kind of come and hang out and they can move around to different areas. So you never get bored being in one place. Um, and then in the summertime, we open up all of our garage doors. Uh, we have our beautiful beautiful beer garden out there too, which is an ocean-friendly beer garden. Um, it features plants that use little to no water outside of the oh. rainwater that comes from the environment. And so it's a sustainable garden too. And so uh, we put that together in unison with the Surfrider Foundation and the Norfolk Botanical Gardens. So that's a really cool place for people to come and experience in the warmer months too. For sure. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Like, I'm I'm huge on the branding. I love the way you guys have the branding. I like your logo. I yeah. like the, the things hanging down. Talk to us a little bit about how the brand came to be, the logo came to be, uh, the way that you guys name your beers. Right. So um, everything goes through uh, Kevin and Penny's hands, which I really, really appreciate. Uh, the logo itself actually comes from the O'Connor family crest. So, you know, our logo being a tree, it's actually the, uh, the Irish tree of life. And I think that's really cool because, you know, we are a family-owned brewery, so you see that directly on every single beer that you get. Um, when we first started naming our, our flagship beers, when we first opened, like I said, a lot of them come from... Um, local demographic or nautical themed names. So we have like the green can and the red nun. Those are obviously from um, fishing terms. The Great Dismal, that comes from the Great Dismal Swamp. Um, the El Guapo, that's obviously the most uh, out there name that we came up with at the beginning. But, you know, with it being a, an, an agave infused IPA, we thought it was kind of a, a funky name. And that one has not changed since then. People really love it and it's really identifiable now. Yeah. Um, um, as far as all of our seasonal beers, our marketing department definitely puts in their due diligence to do a lot of research. Um, like I said, the the title series that we have and the offshore series, um, those are all named from different things around the world. So we, we have a lot of fun with naming all the different beers in the series because you kind of get to think off the wall 
like um, our small batch series uh, from the pilot batch system is called the Grainstorm. Grainstorm, brainstorm. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're kind of funny in that sense. <laughs> um, pretty much a big deal. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but, you know, we like to give shout outs to like our, our employees as well because we're all really passionate about this across the board. Uh, so we have a brown ale that we brewed uh, with one of our bartenders, Gordon. And so we call that one the El Gordo. So we have the El Guapo and the El Gordo. Uh, but yeah, we, we have a lot of fun with naming the beers. That's one of those things that it, it is supposed to be a carefree type of uh, business. And that's where we really get to kind of, you know, shed the weight that comes with owning a small business and just have some fun with it, you know? Right. Yeah. Now, you guys have some consistent events, like you do tours of the tap room and the brewery every, mm -hmm. was it Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Uh, every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yep, 4 p.m. on Fridays and 4 and 6 p.m. on uh, Saturday and Sundays. And so we allow groups to take a guided tour uh, throughout the production facility, and we'll show them the process from beginning to end. Uh, we also work with local touring companies like Taste Virginia. We have them here today as well. Yeah, we work with uh, the Botanical Gardens and the Aquarium. So we really like to get all walks of life in here and kind of showcase it. But then we also have uh, our big yearly events. Uh, so we have some marquee events. We have St. Patrick's Day, which is a huge thing for us for obvious reasons. Right. Uh, we also have O'Connoru, which is our anniversary of when we moved into this building. And we have that in May. And then we do a great big festival for Oktoberfest because obviously Oktoberfest all over the world. You know, that's also when we release our Oktoberfest beer, which... Uh, it's a Martin-style lager, so we actually import all of those malts from Germany, so it's a true Martin-style lager. Awesome. Yeah. Last year, it's very tasty. Thank you, thank you. And uh, then we have a beer uh, that we release every winter called the Ebrick, which is a Turkish Imperial coffee stout. So, yeah, that one is delicious. And so uh, day after Black Friday, we have a festival here called Black Saturday. And that's when we release the Ebrick and three variants of it. We do three different barrel agings of that beer. And so we'll release all of those in bottle and draft format. So, we, uh, yeah, we have a big pull for those events every single year. People know to expect it now, which is great. And how often do you guys have live music? Say? Uh, so we do live music uh, about once or twice a month. Okay. We have acoustic acts, and then we'll also put on full-on music festivals. So the Very cool cool. thing about that is that uh, we'll either get touring acts that are coming, you know, from up and down the coast, or we'll also get small acoustic acts. And for us, we're kind of a halfway point between um, some smaller businesses that do, you know, kind of like house shows all the way up to larger venues. We're kind of that sweet spot. So we can entertain, you know, 300 to 600 people here on any given weekend. And uh, it still feels really nice and intimate because it's a one-stop shop. You know, you get your beer, you get your drink, and you get your good time. Cool. And you guys always have food trucks out front. Yeah, so we do food trucks every weekend. Uh, so we have them Thursday through Sunday, and we have a big rotation of about 20 to 25 food trucks. So our private events manager, Sarah, she works with them, and she brings us a huge offering of all different styles of foods, which is really cool. That is awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, what, what are you looking for that the uh, I Love Virginia Beer community and all of our listeners can help you guys do with Connor uh, Brewing and, and craft brewing in Norfolk and, and Virginia as a whole? So uh, here in Norfolk, we love beer. We live and breathe it. Um, we're kind of similar to Richmond, and so the way that uh, Richmond residents really look out for the craft beer people is just making sure that everybody is uh, 
informed. So bringing friends and family out to the brewery, I think, is a really awesome way to get people excited about it. Um, people that might not normally be into craft beer, I always say just invite them out um, because, like I said, our staff here wants to get everybody really excited about this. So I promise if you bring them down to the brewery, um, they will find something that they'll really enjoy. Uh, another thing, too, like I said, we, we really do like to give back. So any smaller nonprofits, uh, any small businesses that, you know, want to do any sort of collaboration efforts, especially other smaller breweries that want to do collaboration efforts, we're always inviting people to come in and, uh, you know, put our minds together and really get excited. Um, one thing, too, for any of your friends or family that really are uh, craft beer nerds to the next level, uh, we have a membership program called the Think Tank Society. Cool. And so that's an annual membership that uh, includes you know, special access to uh, pre-released beers, VIP access to uh, the marquee events, catered dinners, one-on-one -on -one time with us and the brewers. And so uh, we have about 250 members in the Think Tank membership awesome. program. Yeah, so I would always say, too, um, if you have anybody that you know you think is at that level that would really love you know something like that, uh, we do registration every Father's Day until September. Okay. So if anybody's interested in that, you know definitely you can order that online or come into the tasting room and we'll talk more about it with you. Perfect, that's awesome. Anything else that we haven't already talked about? Do you want to make sure our listeners know about O'Connor Brewing? <laughs> um, so I would definitely say just uh, keep an eye out for us in uh, Maryland and through the Carolinas. Uh, we have people all up and down the coast that are asking, you know, when are we going to be able to get some O'Connor in our stores? <laughs> so I would definitely say just uh, rest assured we are working on it. We have our sales team that never sleeps. We have Kevin that is out there, you know, running all the different circuits and talking to everybody. So I would just say uh, thank you for supporting us and we will take it as far as the customer allows. So hopefully we will try to span across as many states as possible uh, within the next couple of years. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Tanya. Say thank you to Kevin for us. Thank you to O'Connor Brewing Company for letting us be here today. And thank you, I Love Virginia Beer listeners. We will see you next time. Thank you. <laughs>